Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the Back of the Bus Session. Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Back of the Bus Sessions Podcast. Today, I'm bloody excited. I've got a hero on here. I promise not to fangirl. <laughs> I'm not going to fangirl yet, but I do really love everything you're about. We've just had an hour chat on the way. About that. I love the way you see this education system, you see life, <laughs> everything in general. So I'm going to jump in with Polar Bear. Yeah! Nice one, mate. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, mate. It's been an emotional roller coaster already. <laughs> Are you planning to take me on anywhere else? <laughs> You're taking me. <laughs> we'll pull up in this thing. On the back of the bus, mate. Mm. Do you do a podcast all yourself? Is that something that you've been engaging been, with? I have been. I've been on a few and and like in, enjoyed the kind of chats and and can't lie, as in, as a lot of people were, I guess, when we were kind of locked down and stuff, was st- liking the idea of what it was. Did a few things with our boys. We've got two sons where we were always recorded chats. Just like we'd start with a theme. I remember the first one we did was just talking about money. I mean, we're having this big hour-long conversation, this philosophical debate about money and value and stuff. Fun, but then it always felt like it was kind of just for us. Mm. But what I have been doing recently is having chats with my mom about, I guess, basically just um, upbringing, but upbringing of of first, first and second generation kind of settlers in Brom and just stories kind of collating like we've lost a couple of olders quite recently and one of whom was like kind of really pivotal in my life and you know the most cliche way possible it really was like oh these things are just going Mm. and we're just trying to gather as as many as possible the stories being like the the most valuable to me I love your emphasis and way that you build a story why story is so important to you and how have you got so good at telling a story? Oh yeah, mate, thank you. I think it's one of them things where like I'm everything I am or have is borrowed from the people I kind of grew up with in a sense of um, they were just around like talkers. Do you know what I mean? Like no one was anti-books. It wasn't like a, you know, like it, a kind of running away from academia or shunning the system or whatever. If anything, it was kind of like the opposite. There was a very traditionalist, my grandparents who came I mean, they were bloody, what do you call it, um, coronation plates on the wall. So they bought into it fully, like their British passports coming up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? They were conned fully. Huh. And then, but, it, but they were just talked always, because like, there was loads of us in the house all the time. So it was, there was me, my mum, my dad, my sister, my nan and my granddad always, sometimes my uncle Lenny. For a long period of time, my uncle, my mum's younger brother, that is, and his wife, and their three kids, then four kids. So it was like there was no... I always wanted an imaginary friend, but there was never any space to have like an imaginary friend. But there was people just talking constantly and like, and people passing through the kitchen. Like when my mom, when my nan first came, she got, managed to get, um, she had a bit of money and she got um, a house from the council. So she'd have lodgers. And those lodgers, when they got their own place, they still would come over. So by the time I come around, there's just people passing through always. Our kitchen was like a, Community yeah, area. little thing. So you'd come down and you'd be like, people just be talking constantly. And what I, what I'd, in hindsight, what I really tuned into was the way that some people could just speak and just hold it. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Like my nan would be cooking and telling the story. You wouldn't even, she wouldn't even be looking at you, but it would be, I know, not too similar. Why maybe some of the fascination with these, lot of this audio stuff is at the minute. It's like you were just there with her, and I just found, I always found it gorgeous. I found it like magical like genuinely yeah. magical and it was like right 
but never consciously. It never was a thing. It was just that was just the way things were. I would remember going to other people's houses and noticing how quiet it was, and that and like it making me feel a little bit on edge, a little bit nervous. And I get, I'll be always be really happy to get home, and you'd be like, ah. Oh, and would there have been quite trivial conversation as well? It's sort yeah, of very well, rigid and. Duh, well, duh, I, I duh. guess, yeah, I guess so. There was there was always just a lot of everyone had a story yeah. about something, and whatever had happened, it reminded somebody of something else, which they reminded them, and some of them were more comical. Some of them were jumping, but it was always people loved holding court. People loved like the kind of ah, oh, that, that's not what happened. And then you'd and so it didn't always have to carry a philosophical message never, and deep ne- impact. No, no, it was none of that. Just that's, beauty of hearing your sound. I guess so. And I think I, like, looking back at it now, I've, I've done, you know I've been thinking about this for a long time now. And like, at the time, it just was what it was. But looking back, it's like you come with not a lot. You are in a in a strange kind of limbo where you are you're not from where you are, but you also you're no longer really well. You are from where you're from, but like you you can't go back there now because you've made a choice. Mm. So it's that weird thing where it becomes what you make it. Yeah. So you we you choose what this is, and so the version they would relay to me about Jamaica was not the reality of it. But it was what they were. They were. They were create. It was narrative. Mm. It, was, it was. It was. It was fiction. My favorite fiction. It was that sense of themselves and the truth injected in it. But there were embellishments and there were exaggerations and there were lies and there was all sorts. You know, I mean, there was fantasy in it. But it was. It just kept you and kind of held you wow. there. So it was like when I when I when I was I always like writing stories, but and then the falling into the, the, the speaking them, the spoken word stuff. Mm. Um, we say it's not wasn't a plan, but. It all became narrative very, very quickly. Like I was never, I, I never had any kind of drive or um, desire to get up and tell you something beyond. I'd rather show you something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like right, they were just started coming out, and wow. just, they, they, when I when I, when I first I got, oh, you can do what you like. You can get up and you can do what you like, and if people like it, they'll listen. Huh. And as, for like a chunk of time, three or four years, it was just like brrr, they Mate. didn't didn't stop coming out. And then they started getting longer, and then you start playing with other elements and more theatrical things, and he's like, "Oh my god, this can be your life." Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell a little story Sorry, now. Sorry, no, no, there, no, yeah. mate, and it's very relevant to what you just said then, because mm-hmm. your poem, uh, Jessica, yeah. was the one that propelled me into poetry in such a way, genuinely. Yeah. So, I, I'll tell the story of me Come. with you. I was supposed to support you once and it was in Birmingham. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it because it's that pivotal figure and you spoke mm-hmm. about pivotal figures in time. And I've got so many who exist around me and I've spoken to and there's been a couple of teachers now and then, yeah. definitely family members and then really close friends. Yeah. Few and far between. It's been random parts of time, but I've always remembered them, mm-hmm. but then there's been them where you've just seen on YouTube or you've yeah. just seen through a book or whatever it's been. When did you see it? Sorry to cut yeah, you, but like, when mate, did you, it, what was it? A situation? Was it a late night thing, like down a rabbit hole? Was it what? rabbit hole stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, I knew I liked poetry because what happened to me was I lost a friend while I was away through a knife crime incident. Yeah. And I've always been told through my life, and we're doing a workshop on this bus with kids that feel this way, but mm-hmm. you're stupid, you're dyslexic, you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. So the one lesson that I stayed well away from was English and writing. Mm-hmm. But when I was away and I got this phone call, 
I bawled my eyes out, but I was taking observations in South Africa of monkeys. So every minute, Coco scratched its bum. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just took the day off, and this massive purge just come out. I was like Yo. writing everything out, and I'd never felt that way before. It was so empowering. I was like, wow. oh my God, writing isn't this really small parameter of this is what writing yeah, is. Yeah. It's all of this stuff in me and I've never been able to say before or get out and it was just so cathartic. It was a piece of beauty. So I knew I liked writing at that point, Mm -hmm. but that's where you go on this journey of, well, who else does this? Because I thought I'd made some up at a time. I was like, I'm going to do like rap Mm -hmm. without a beat and just say what's going on. It was like, oh, it's an art form that's been done for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know about it either. Dude, it blew my mind. I I can't believe I'd never been exposed to it and there was this bit of sweetness of, why I order? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Why yeah. didn't you show me this? Mm-hmm. So I come back from traveling, uh, as I was telling you before, lost a partner, went through a horrible time, mm-hmm. uh, treacherous, psychedelic, everything. Yeah. Um, but then I went to loads and loads of nights and started meeting different creatives and Scroobius Pip was one yeah, yeah. who I'd met in a scene and thought, this guy tells it. I'm very... Um, close time and proximity to that, he was like, yeah, there's this polar bear character, there's Holly McNish, and uh, mm-hmm. and I just started going on YouTube rabbit holes. So it would yeah. have been 10 years ago, man. Yeah, at least. Man. So, yeah, so yeah. long ago. So, but your poem, Jessica, that I really want to get into, um, I never knew a poem could be long yeah. and keep you, yeah. like you were saying in your story then, for the way it did. I was in the ride and I was emotionally invested. I was crying and laughing and dad, dad, listen to this, listen to this. And it's just so powerful. And I tried to create something of a chord to it on how I felt in my family. So you really grabbed me there. Mate. And you, you you took me for a ride. And I'll I'll tell you, I was so excited to meet you in Birmingham. It was my big gig. I was going to perform that poem because you'd you'd give it to me, so I wanted to do it for you. But it was when I was driving on the motorway, oh, you said, and the... all the way down, mm, and then suddenly, B Dolan was on. I blame him for this. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a weird. Oh, it was Sage Francis yeah. as well. They were in the album together. It was a really weird album, mm. and I went to flick the song off because it was like <laughs> experimental stuff. And as I went to turn it over. I remember I was driving a car and I was like, okay, dude, you got to look up at some point. And someone told me to look up. And as I did, all the cars in front were stopped. So I had my little Toyota Yaris and I span and I flipped it and it on the head. And I remember everything was in slow motion because I was looking out upside down out my window and there was a car coming at me real fast and I, I just wrote myself off there's a lot to that story yeah yeah that's a piece I, in it honestly like... man I wrote about it I'll yeah. give you a, a yeah, book after yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I never got to meet you but you were that pivotal figure in my journey yeah and you're here today that's and mad, we're doing it? something for the community and I'm so excited so I needed to tell that story because for when I listen to this back I'm going to remember it and be like <laughs> I'm so happy it happened wicked well but, thanks for having me man seriously because it's one of them things where it's like you have no idea, dear. It's like, and, oh, oh no, I didn't. And I mean, I'm sure there are people who we took. We were talking before about this idea of planning and stuff, and it almost sounds now now like you're being self-effacing or whatever. I just wasn't thinking about anything at all. Yeah, it was. It felt like it was just coming out. I would remember something, and I would sit down, and I wouldn't even write them down. Like I'd remember something, 
and I'd think about it and then a phrase would come out, hmm. like it'd be a certain thing. And because rhyming has always been part of my life since young, that's the way they were coming out. And I would love that because I knew that my friends, if I shared it with them, they'd at least listen hmm. if it rhymed, as reductive as that sounds. But it's like, then you, then you got, so you start playing around with these patterns and they just start forming. Yeah. And then you're speaking them and then you go and sharing to people and it's like, oh, I, this is making me think of this. And still to this day, like people will get in touch about that thing. I didn't even know it was being filmed, lad. Really? That was the first time. Wow. That, so basically, this is going to sound... Was that your breakthrough as well? Like that poem well, was sort I, of... That's a... the one that definitely sorted out a lot of opportunities. Right, yeah. For sure. But it's like, it's, it's going to sound nuts. That was on a Sunday. I was involved with a night called One Taste, right? And, and Danny, who ran One Taste, filmed it. Didn't have a name. She called it Dumpling at the time because I'd mentioned Dumpling in the thing. Oh, yeah, 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 right? of course. I wrote it. I started writing it and speaking it on the Friday, right? Was writing it, like staying up all night Friday night. It was just coming out and like yeah. shaping it, walking around Saturday thinking about it and then performing it on a Sunday and it's up on the thing. Wow. And then you're like, right, wow. okay, cool. And then people start getting in touch. You go, oh, okay, what happened? And it was actually an evolution of an earlier thing that I'd written. The first proper one that I'd written was about um, bumping into an old friend and it had jumped time. Like I remember, it was, um, it's called David, and it was about and it was about me thinking about a kid I was at school with who we were really tight with, and then we, secondary school we split, and then I bump into him later, and wow. he's just come out. He's done four years or whatever, and like it was just that jumping thing, and I and I, I it it changed <sighs> things for me. It, the filmic thing of it's like, oh right, this is my thing. I think, ah, but I was never happy with it fully because okay. it, it felt like um, these two scenes, but the, the it wasn't what well, it didn't feel celebratory enough to me. Mm. And so when that the Jessica thing, when that kind of came, I was so chuffed because it felt like it felt like a film. And then but it felt musical, but it felt like it was celebrating something. And I'd not long become a dad. Wow. Oh, and man, so I, me shivers I, do you know, that, it's one yeah, one, and if yeah. you know, you know, what it's like, man, it's, it just it just when it comes, it comes. And when you yeah. have those moments. And so it just it was like, oh, and I, I knew I felt it mattered. And I think that's, you can tell, I think, when someone's saying what they want to say. Yeah. And it's why I kind of, over time, just did less and less and less of it. Because the things were becoming longer. So the short, I was repeating myself a lot. Yeah. And because it hadn't been a plan, I wasn't trying to get somewhere. It it wasn't like I fell out of love with something. It's just that, no, these, these ideas I'm having now, they're not for this form. So I want to put all my energy into this. Mm. And people are saying, come and do the gig. I'm like, oh, I've only got the older stuff. And they'd be like, that's all right. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm a diff- almost like a different person now, and it's nuts because they're gonna they they never they weren't written down anywhere all these ones. I hope there's a few artists listening to this because this is going to give a lot of allowance to those people. Do you think? Listen, yeah, this is how I felt, but yeah. I was trying to put words to it and articulate it, and yeah. you're doing it so perfectly Dude, now that I've never really been able to do. I can only do it in conversation. It's a funny <laughs> thing we were talking before. Genuinely, I can sit if I try to sit and write. I've been asked to write essays and stuff before. Yeah. I can't do it, man. I can't do it because it feels. It's like chip on the shoulder stuff from younger, where I feel like because I fell into it genuinely, it feels like I'm being disrespectful somehow. When I'm, if it, something comes, I will run with it and I'll give it my all, mm. and then I will try and make it as the best thing I've ever made. Yeah. But if it's someone presents me with a thing that's just an opportunity, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, I can't force it. Yeah. Because I can hear a voice going, "What the? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing?" And I can say that for that Jessica poem, yeah, it's one I heard was so inspired by but I didn't immediately go off and write yeah. I needed something to happen because I, I just knew oh my god I want to be able to tell a story for that long yeah. and keep 
the the attention did and you, keep you, people on the ride. You did it though. But it, it was only because probably a year later, yeah. but my granddad, I found out he got cancer and you know, my dad had been quite a high profile footballer mm-hmm. all his life. My granddad knew how to sort of build a relationship with my dad through football. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually Maxie, the little kid in my story, mm. but I was trying to process my granddad leaving us. He never actually died. Mm. He got through his cancer, yeah. but it, I wrote it in a day yeah. and I went back to yours just to go, oh, the time's right. The yeah. time's now. I yeah. can do the story thing because I need to process this thing about my granddad. And it all just went the same again. But also as well, another layer of it is you went full the video videographer mind or whatever. You like yeah. you went proper epic. Did <laughs> did you, enjoy like, you're, that? You're, you're bleeding and the time is jumping and you're giving me the gift of like giving me a breather where the words are coming up. Like do you, I mean, I watched yeah, it again yeah. earlier. Oh, and thank it, you. No, but it's, man, but it's one of them ones where it's like right. Best day of my life. This might be. But what's, <laughs> but what's funny is like, what's funny is, and I don't mean this to sound disparaging to anybody else, is it's like right. You can tell. When not even when someone's doing it at the wrong time, but the for the wrong reason. What you what you're saying to me, I genuinely believe this is less important than why. Yeah. Right. And genuinely, I can be impressed by something, but once I leave the room, it's gone. Yeah. Right. If it's the right time. Yeah. And it's it's got it's got to happen then. I think, and maybe this is just my own self grant. I think I can tell. Yeah, and what it means is it means I don't have favorite artists. I have favorite songs, oh. or I have favorite moments. And do you know what I mean? Or favorite lines in a vert. And it's just because that moment, that pinpoint, and to, you, you, and I just want to believe you, mate. I want to get to know you, and I want to believe and you. I, I'm really glad you just said what you said because also from me telling that story there about yeah. the the car, and then you being my pivotal figure though. Mm. I would love to hear a couple of your pivotal figures on a journey. Did yeah. you have people that you looked up to and mentors? And right, it's <sighs> it's nuts, right? Because I don't not many, Ooh. right? And not not because I wasn't like um, I rated stuff people that I didn't know, but the people who impacted me the most were my granddad, who mm. was my technically my step granddad, and um, a friend of mine called Lenny. Who both of whom like passed in the last three years, and so Lenny was only like what he was eight years older than us, and um, he was the first person who I who I met who made music, right? And he was I know everything gets like hyperbolic after someone passes or whatever else, but my mum genuinely was ridiculous. Like you, I would sit whole evenings behind him while he was on the PC and in Reason. Right, just chopping stuff up. And I would happily just... People would come, people would go, people would pass through, you know, they'd, they'd bring the weed or whatever, and they'd, they'd bring food would come, people would... I would just sit there, just mesmerise, in the same way that I would with my nan, where it's just like, this is exactly what you are supposed to be doing. Huh. And then, at one point, he he, he was like, right, I, I write stuff, never, 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 never show anyone, or whatever else. And he... And, um, I can't remember even remember how it happened, but he gave me a tape, and he'd remixed Shimmy Shimmy. He remixed some old Wu Tang stuff up with his, wow. and I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the Wu Tang. The RZA, and like yeah. this is incredible. Yeah. But it just was something about the sounds and something about his language, and then he was like, "Write something." I'm like, "Shut up!" And then I did, and then I wrote more, and then we would just go, and there were hundreds of tracks of us that we've never shown anyone, and never because we never wanted to be on stage. <sighs> 
We never wanted, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every now and again, one would just, it, the moment felt right and I'd share one on the MySpace. Really? Back in the, back <laughs> in the day, right? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And then, what I, and then, and then all it, then the stuff with the spoken word happened as an accident because a mate of mine saw a thing and went down to it and he said, we just, they just rhymed with them. He'd seen the thing with Saul Williams, the slam yeah. in the prison. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. He's like, we can go, let's go do it, go and do it. We went down, had a couple of drinks and then it just went from there. Wow. But then I started getting excited by writing with space and playing with what space was and not being confined alongside properly rhyming to a beat. And that will never go away. I still do that to this day. Mm. But that, that that's not for anybody else. Did, did it come naturally to you to do it to the beat? Because a lot of poets try and go to the beat and it, yeah, it was first. Yeah. doesn't yeah. come quite natural. No, for true. And like, I yes, is I hope it doesn't sound too... Like, yeah, it did. Yeah. It made sense. And what was nice was it made sense because um, I, I, I wanted him to think I was good at it. And I was listening to stuff, but I was never really, li- sounds really I wasn't really listening to words ever. Yeah. It, the voices were just another instrument. And, and so, it, so and... yeah, exactly. So it was flows and it was patterns and it was cadence ah. and it was intonation. That's what got me to people. And then on top of that, or after that, rather, I would listen to, and, but I would, I would always find like a line. I yeah. couldn't take a whole thing in. So people, my favourite people, people like um, Farrah Munch or Aesop Rock or Doom were the people that every time I listened to it, I'd feel like I found something else. Huh. Like people would always assume that I liked quite overtly like narrative story rap stuff. And we danced to Slick Rick and that back in the day, but mm. I'm not a massive fan of the story rap. Really? No, it's weird. Mike Skinner style? No. No? no. The first album when it came, yeah. we were like, yo, because we're from Brum as well. Yeah, right? and it was like, I was, I was uh, imagining that. And we'd hear people and like, like, that's exactly what this is now. No one else has to do that now. Leave it alone. <laughs> All the stuff after that I didn't really... Didn't, resonate. Didn't really resonate or anything else, but that's fine. But it was like that, that moment because you could hear he was using sounds, yeah. sound banks and instruments that we were using as well, messing around with. Because wow. they were just the stock ones, right? Native instruments and like the Wave Lab stuff. You could hear the samples. Do you think are you similar ages? Yeah, well, I think we're exactly the same wow. age. I think oh, that, so. Wow. So, and and similar places, yeah. and you're doing similar things. Relatively, I guess. Yeah. And people, you know, people would make they say a lot of when they were describing what I was doing, like, like no nonsense or like everyday tales or whatever, and they would draw parallels. <laughs> yeah. Never met him. Really? No. I, I just. Why do you think some stuff hits and just propels and goes forward, mm-hmm. and some artists that you listen to and you're like. Why have you never been yeah, discovered? Yeah. Why have you never gone on that journey? I think well, it's a mix. I think the majority of it, I think, is as arbitrary as timing. Oh. I do genuinely believe that. But also, I think that there's like people just want stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are people who are amazing who have somewhere they want to get to and they put in the time. Yeah. They're at least going to get to a level of notoriety where enough people are saying that you're kind of good at this that someone else notices and goes, okay, let's give them more of a platform kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that it's like, it's, I would have been close to a bunch of people who are famous. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, you know, um, ranging from like people who would, everyone would know, but nah, man, no, yeah. like even then. Has your, has your ego ever sort of got lost? Dude, I've in... got loads of it. I think I'm amazing. Yeah, good. So I you genuinely are. Dude, dude, I, I think. You. I think. I think. I mean, as a person, I yeah. think I'm. I think I'm. Yeah. I think I'm brilliant. But it. It. It's not. I'm not in. I'm not. What's the word? I don't want to say. I'm not bothered. Yeah. I'm not bothered, and I think 
the timing of stuff and it wasn't just parenthood and things like that it was just like right it comes back to like i didn't know i don't know what this is mm. and i don't now want to just choose i'm now my, my world's opened up to all these possibilities mm. i can do anything we can tell stories in different forms we can collaborate we can play with people da, da, da. everyone's telling me okay right here's what's going to happen this is this is getting traction now you're going to do this i've been told i've sat down with people who told me that i'm a comedian they want to put me on them shows where they give you like a slot and I write a poem for that's five that sums up the, the topical events, like a allergy type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All them kind of meetings. And you go because you're like, this is weird, man. You just want to see what it's about. Uh, yeah, you fascinate. Yeah. And also, don't get me wrong, man. People go, all right, it'll be 10 grand a week to do this. And you're, yeah, like, you're yeah. like, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not stupid. Here's my soul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not stupid. But it's more just that thing of like, I, if I can't get to sleep, it, I was 24. When I when I first got on stage, yeah. if it had been nineteen, if it had been nineteen, if it had been nineteen eighteen, who knows where I'd be now, mate? I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd 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 be up my own ass or I'd be dead. Maybe I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was. We were talking before about um, thresholds of stuff and where mm. things are and timing was. I was like, it, there are people who I knew up until I was like twenty, who I've never seen since. Who if, who didn't if they didn't have Google? Yeah, you go and chat to me like knob. They'd think I was an idiot. Yeah. Not because I was mean or anything else, but because I just was just didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was mm. doing nothing. I was wasting time. I was self destructive or whatever whatever else. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like and I think if but it was just it came it all happened in such a short space of time. Yeah. I went from working on a building site, writing little scribbly notes for to try and impress Lenny, sleeping in my mum's spare room. This is a great story. With nothing in May through to in January the following year, living in London with my part with a, my partner who's pregnant in her folks' bedroom, having registered self-employed to be in, to be in about to go on like a a spoken word tour, and this is now my living like less than a year. Dude, wow! So it's like, and when I say that to say, not because like um, it was the I want the weirdness of that, mm. and the fact that it was like I I'm like I'm learning on the job. Like, what is this? I suppose when I'm alluded to ego because i love myself and yeah. i think that's a really good side of self yeah it's more this commonality with artists mm. it's this make it and made it and then when you get to that stage because we never think it's possible and you do get there mm-hmm. i suppose it's the did you ever get warped in with the protection of i need this to last i need this to be forever it's gonna take seep away from me at any point or did you just, in, have you kept a calm mind throughout all of it and just allowed it to do what it does? I think so. That's amazing. You're lucky, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I also think that it's not just down to me. Do you know what I mean? I am in a relationship that I've been in for a long time now. Uh, we have two children. It's like I I, it, I was the guy who would turn up and we enjoy it, do his thing, but I would leave because I wanted to put someone to bed. I wanted to do bath time. And it sounds now like I'm being like, trying to be self-righteous with it. It was genuinely was. It was like, it was more fun. Yeah. So I enjoyed it for a living, but I, 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 I enjoyed the fact that I had the opportunity to do this stuff. And it like, but it never got normal that someone mm. would pay me to talk. Do you know what I mean? Like that never got normal. Do what the majority of my time, I'm rarely on stage now, hardly ever on stage now. has been a long time. Mm. But being in a room, whether in a, is in a school or in the back of a bus, or whatever else, that's performative enough for me but also feels real enough mm. that I don't question what I'm doing. And over time, that lack of question has made me to feel an ease with it. And it almost to like think about a, a methodology or a pedagogy or like a way of being that I'm happy with. So it was like it wasn't um, 
like I was, I was saying before we started recording, it's like the, the not having a plan was a weakness, a weakness, a weakness, a weakness, a weakness, a weakness, and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, it makes me fluid. Mm. What I can do, what I have to do, in terms of those, like, whatever comes up that I want to do, it's going to be fucking brilliant mm. to me. Yeah. And I believe and I trust that if it is brilliant, I'll get another chance to do something. And, and that that's usually emanates, and that, that's, it? that's always happened. And then yeah. when it started happening in different forms, the stakes get bigger because, and then you start to collaborate with people. You're like, oh my God, it's not about me. If we're telling a story or whatever, it's about everyone involved. Yeah. How can I get more people involved? Oh my God. And then now, how can I help other people with their story? I'm like, well, I don't know anything about stories apart from the way I do it. <laughs> so let me share the way I do it and see if it makes, do you know what I mean? And yes. Like, and yeah. then, you know, 20 years later or whatever, nearly, you, you it's just my job. It's, oh. um, some of it is comes out in a book. Some of it ends up on the stage. The majority of it stays in the room or on the back of a bus and then exists in the people who maybe take it or get sparked by it. And it's like, it's lovely to be in a place where that's not like a blurb huh. to, to kind of like give, give myself the bigger. And it's, it's genuinely the truth. Do you know what I mean? And Completely. I, think the, the, I was talking before about feeling strong. That's a strength that I am so feel so fortunate and lucky to have. Is I'm, I say what I'm, I believe it. I, it is actually yeah, the yeah. truth. And I think for a long time, having spent most of my childhood and teenagers pretending either to be into stuff or not into stuff or not because I didn't feel like I fit with who I was with. It's like, pff, mm. you can't really touch me now because I mean it yeah. and I enjoy it. Bloody hell. And I can go home and there's people there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You know, yeah. You're, Mate, you're, I know you're not keen on people telling you what to do, but if you started a podcast, I would be a bloody big listener. I love, I love the journey you're on and the way you tell it. And there's ancient wisdom grasped yeah. within that. I'm really enjoying it. No, nice. No. Oh God, um, we've got so much we could talk about and yeah. we're gonna, and I, I really need you back on this bus. Mm-hmm. Because we've got about 10 minutes until it starts. Yeah, yeah, good. Could you talk a bit about the stuff you do in schools then yeah, yeah. and the road you've been on with that because education we, we've spoke quite passionate about on the mm-hmm. way here yeah. and it was a love-hate relationship for me mm-hmm. in my life yeah you seem to have really found your feet and where you want to be with it yeah has that been a long process and journey or as soon as you went into the first school and classroom were you like ah I've, i'm here now this is it i think a bit of both i think very early on um, because, so like my, very early on, I, somebody who I, a guy called Richard Grant, who was performing stuff, he was already going into schools and really, when I, after my first gig, and he then booked me to go to Glastonbury. And he also said, do you want to come and shadow me in a school? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to do a workshop. And I'm, I didn't have a clue what that meant. I didn't know what a CRB, I didn't, I didn't know anything right. And we rock up and we're in a class and we're like, and he's, 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 I guess he's he, he a lot of the thing was stuff was about rhythm and drumming and that kind of thing, and I was like, okay, right. I think I I would want to I want to help people. I want to tell stories. I want to write mess with stories. And I and I got such a buzz from the room. And I was like, right, I'm gonna whatever this is, I want to do this alongside it. So I'd, I'd meet people who would like have the school stuff would be their bread and butter mm. to fuel their art. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And really early on, I realised that it's like right, no, I I need this. Huh. Because I, I, I'm never more in, I was, I'd leave a classroom more charged and full of ideas and inspired than I ever did getting off stage. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, 
sweet, so it's this. And you go, oh, no, but I want to do that still so I feel like um, I'm I'm doing what I'm helping other people do. But it was it, it took a while to realise that I could do it my way. Mm. So that early on, it was very much like I was following people's... Stick to the guidebook. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't plan anything... <laughs> Oh, you're not planned to do it, right? No, what I mean is, you know, you reach a point where you're like, well, I know yeah. what I do. Yeah. And I also know lots of different ways to go about it and to do it. So what's exciting is who are you? Here's a bit. OK, OK, that's who you are. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Let's have a go. I'll be gone in a bit anyway. Uh, if you like to do more, let's stay in touch because I will genuinely happily talk to you about stories. For I still have chats now. People were in sessions like 15 yeah. years ago. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like like I said before it's just it's lovely just find a thing man you know what I mean like yeah, we were speaking of that on the way weren't yeah we? you find a thing you, and you go we're you not go, saying oh. oh be a writer be a writer no. it's look at me I really enjoy this thing no. you know what it's like man wherever, mm. wherever you are your version will be slightly different to my version but mm. on the shelf for us yeah was footballer not even rapper because there weren't no rapper the, 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 the people who listened to were rappers no that wasn't a possibility it was dealer or it was some other something else that was dodgy, yeah. or maybe like a teacher or something that's slightly academic, really, but no one really because you couldn't afford it. Mm. So it's like, right, if I'd have known that m- making stories or creating stuff that was about your own life was a viable choice, mm. it should have been on the shelf. It shouldn't yeah. have been in the big poster going. Everyone should be doing this. It should have just been an option. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think any, nothing teaches like example for me. So it's like, here's what I do. What you reckon? But that, and that story that it shows your existence matters. Yeah, you're never shown that you matter. Yeah. But as soon as you can spill it onto a piece of paper, yeah. and then you can tell it, and other people are, like, oh, that happened to me, yeah. or oh, that's similar yeah. to this. We're, we're human, so we can all match on these parts of them, yeah. and then you grow respect for one another too from it. Yeah. And there, there's nothing more connecting than stories. Completely. And I love what you've fallen into there. I think it's such a powerful tool to get the best out of people i hope so so excited by it but, you know and it's doing it's i'm it's what i will i'm always going to do it in some form yeah and i think what's lovely is now you reach a point where you're like right, okay I, i'm not writing okay that doesn't mean it's closed it's like I'm, I'm taking pictures i'm making music we you work with someone else who does what you don't do and before you know it you create something you can create your own thing and love it mm. you create something with somebody else it couldn't have existed by yourself mm. you feel that rush of a genuine collaboration yeah i don't believe anybody leaves that alone no even if it's just to have a maintain a relationship and check in with somebody over once you make something with somebody else mm. i think that's like um that's a muscle that what that like it might get smaller or larger depending on how much you work it but it doesn't disappear because mm. it's incredible and it will propel you and fill you with the juice that you need to just kind of like feel that there's a point to it all i think mm. What's some of the best collaboration work that you've done? Mate, do you want the truth, right? Yeah. The, the most fun I have is uh, is when um, I'm kind of brought in as like the words person. Yeah. And m- my whole time is spent convincing the person they don't need any, they don't need any, any, any words. <laughs> so I'm like, a ch- I'm like chilies. Do you know what I mean? We're like, we'll have the words a bit of scotch bonnet. You need this much. And reducing less or saying as much as you can without yeah. explaining stuff. That's the gorgeous stuff. I mean, I've worked with dancers, lots of musicians. Like, oh. Bringing something to life that you've had in your head is gorgeous, but that's like still like you, people serving a vision, which is a, its own kind of gorgeous thing. 
but but helping somebody else or kind of being being part of a band rather yeah, than being yeah. an artist with a backing band way more exciting mm. do you know what I mean jamming completely is way more exciting than going oh I'm going to accompany collective you. yeah man for sure wow for sure the the scene that you're in and is it was it predominantly always in Birmingham or was London your Dude, biggest part of it I did then? one gig in Brom <laughs> and, then, and then I moved to B- London I didn't do another gig in Brom for like three or four years. And to this day, I've only performed in Birmingham maybe a handful, of, one handful of times. Mm. YouTube goes a long way. Like yeah, of course. And I, because Birmingham was in everything, and I would, when they would ask me what do I say, I'd say, from Birmingham, please, because that's what mattered to me. People, some people assumed I've, I've always lived in Brom. People assume that, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and so Birmingham's got l- loads of stuff and amazing artists, but I didn't know any of them. There's, it, it's just interesting because listening to you, yeah. There's so much close connection on your story and, and my path, and mm-hmm. I'm feeling that. The the one bit where I've deviated a little mm-hmm. is I kept on that expectation of what when people said, oh, you should be performing, because I, yeah. I, I've i said on this podcast before, but I always wanted this validation. I was yeah, yeah. desperate to be liked, because um, I had a really lonely childhood, mm-hmm. but yours was lonely, so you didn't feel any need for that validation it seems from the stories we've shared today whereas mine came from this desperation to be sought out and clapped and applauded or whatever but I stuck on doing things too long because of what other people or what I perceived other people wanted of me whereas you seem to have had this strength and power to go well I don't want to do that anymore or Mm. I'm going to go do this now And, and just really consciously be aware of yourself and move with that inner GPS. So throughout the whole journey, where do you think that has emanated from or built from? The same place with the magic in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. I was Just I was allowing it to be. Mate, from when I was little and confidence was poured over us like from little. Like the generation that I was around the most, which, which was my grandparents, the ones who came and had to navigate the stuff, the most intense stuff, mm. the strength they had was a kind of silent strength where they weren't, their kids, my parents, their generation, they were the ones picking in and writing. Mm. Their parents were like, you get on with this, that weird kind of silent pride, mm. right? And like, but they, they made sure that we knew how valuable we were. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, completely. And don't get me wrong, look at me, man. Dude. The privilege that comes with this as well is not lost yeah, on me. Yeah, I'm so with, it's yeah. so it's like, but they they we never left the house feeling like we weren't enough. Wow. So we, the more I think about it, and you know, I'm, our oldest turned sixteen the other day. That's a big word. It's enough. like, yeah, you know I mean, big I've word. heard you talk about it before when I was yeah, listening to the yeah. one you were talking, about, and it's like it, it completely. And I think it's it's not even conscious of it until you hear getting later life and you hear people talking about things more. The gratitude. I feel and uh, in in that, oh, mate. You've it's, given it, it's one of them lads because you know what it's yeah, like. And the thing yeah, it is, the thing of it is, look, so many dude, beautiful moments today. Well, thank you. But somewhere now, there's a couple of people sat in a bus who are like 20 years older than us, yeah, who haven't got there, yeah. And that's not that we've reached an endpoint. It's just an awareness of you know how it feels to whether it's just for a moment or a day or a week or a little bit for like a couple of years, like to feel that go. Feel, no, no oh, it's enough. Yeah, you know what that feels like. Yeah. And you're like, right, I think with story, 
you can help that happen. Oh man, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I really and do. Then, yeah. Yeah, and then tomorrow yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, fuck story, story yeah, bollocks. Yeah, anyway, and that's life. We're yeah, human, we're flawed. That's enough as well. It, yeah, it is. It is, It's mate. all part of the ride. Yeah. Dude, we've got to do this again, you know. Dude. We actually do have to do... It's lovely to speak to you, I'm going to... Um, well, you know, we've not done events for a while, mm. but already I know I'm booking you on for an event <laughs> of whatever we do. I'm so excited because we need a, a longer podcast to get together because we have scratched the surface Yo. of areas there. And the hour we just had mm. outside of this podcast, it's really hard with a guest like you because you just want to dive in every single direction. Dude, I don't but, talk to that many people. Mate, I, think, I give the impression, so it's, like, it's a pleasure. Genuine I'm so pleasure, happy man. with the, the where we did get to in this short interview. But Wicked. what a podcast. I really appreciate it. Nice one, Mikey. I'll let you guys know if you've listened to this. Um, the reason Polar Bear's here, we're doing a workshop today with some of the the PC word is challenging behaviour, isn't it? I think so. That's that's the PC word. <laughs> but some of the kids in the community, that they're an amazing bunch. They've been at the Off the Breaks project that we've been doing. But now we are writing a community poetry collection anthology together. And I'm so excited about it. If you do want to get involved, you've got a kid that you think could really do with this opportunity please just get in touch with us. Um, I'm so happy to talk to anybody about more projects, other ideas, just get in touch. I really appreciate it. Polar Bear, where can people see everything that you do, my friend? Oh, my days. I guess Google. My, na- my, my, my real name is Stephen Camden. So if You're you quite Google- Googleable, Matt. Googleable. <laughs> yeah. If you Google Stephen Camden Polar Bear, as like one word. Are you then- on Insta, though? I, I struggled on Insta to find you. I'm there, but I'm not there. You're not there. Me. Yeah, it's, don't go to Insta, guys. It's home of Polar, H-O-M-E-O-F-P, and that's on the Twitter as well. But that's I'm where I caught you. Okay, good. Mate, big love for this. Nice one, bro. Guys, I'm going to leave you on this. I always do, and I always will. Just be nice to one another, you beautiful set of buggers. This has been the old farm bus, back of the bus sessions, and I really love you all. Just be nice. See you later.